0: This is Andre Hutchins and you're listening to the Backseat Directors Podcast. Holy cow, it's been a long time, like a long time, I think almost a year. Uh, I'm just looking at my phone right now, looking at uh, the last time I posted an episode on Backseat Directors, and that was March 25th of 2018. Yeah, so we're going on like 10 months right now. It has been a while, and uh, feeling a little nervous. Ha- got a few of those jitters right now. Kind of funny. Um, I mean, I, I, I spent all of 2017 uh, really building up this podcast. I recorded like over 80 episodes. And I, I got pretty comfortable doing it. Um, but yeah, after taking off this, this amount of time, I, I feel like uh, I'm starting all over again. Kind of brand new right now. But uh, uh, for those of you who uh, have been... You know, asking and patiently waiting, when am I going to come back? When am I going to come back? Well, today is the day. It is Sunday, January 6th. I am recording um, uh, my review of 2018. So yeah, even though I really didn't uh, publish any, uh, uh, well, I I mean, I did do movie reviews. I did a few movie reviews, but (laughs) not too many. I think I did like uh, four four or five total in in 2018 and then yeah my last episode was my interview uh with jameson brooks who is the director of of a movie i'm actually going to mention in today's episode so uh um but yeah everyone you guys thank you so much uh so many of you again like i said have reached out and, and have been incredibly supportive um i've met so many people uh since starting this podcast and even though i've taken a lot of time off uh, so many of you have reached out and just, you know, yeah, given me your love and shown support, and I could not be more appreciative of, of all of those kind words. So again, thank you for your patience. Um, I'm really excited to get this podcast going again. I'm really excited to just start anew, and uh, I have a lot of new ideas in store. You're, you're going to see some changes in the podcast. Uh, things aren't going to be exactly the way they were, the, the way they were before, but uh, I think that's a good thing. I think uh, if if the podcast is not able to evolve and change in certain ways that I think are improvements, uh, I I think it just ultimately kind of gets stagnant. And so, yeah, I've got a lot of a lot of ideas coming. And um, so yeah, hopefully hopefully you guys like the changes. Uh, you know, for now I'm gonna I'm just gonna start with the recap of 2018. I, I think I'm gonna try to do a, another movie review uh, this coming week. But you know, um, yeah, we're just gonna see how things go. Uh, last last year, I think ultimately I had to take a step back because one, um, you know, this is not this is not my my job. I don't get paid to do this. I do this for fun. It, it is an incredibly uh, time-consuming, but very very um, um, what, what, what's the word? Just it, it's it's a hobby that. Really brings a lot of joy into my life. I I love doing it. I love interacting with all of you, and so yeah. I mean that's that's why I'm doing this. But uh last year, I think I just kind of got to a point where I felt I felt a little uh, just spread too thin. <laughs> I, I I was dedicating so much of my time to the podcast and had kind of put uh, my real job, my day job, kind of on the back seat. And I should not have done that. Oh no, no pun intended. Um, but I, I think just my, my approach now with backseat directors is I'm not going to, I'm not going to kill myself doing this, even though I would love, 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 love for this to turn into something that is, you know, profitable and something that ultimately, you know, who knows, who knows. But anyway, anyway, um, yeah, we're just going to see how a uh, 2019 goes. I, I'm excited to, again, like I said, I'm excited to start this. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I just, I appreciate all of you and, Let's just let's just jump into this, you guys. Let's just get this uh, this movie review 2018 recap, whatever you want to call this, going. Um, so, I, I haven't given this episode a name, or not not necessarily name, but more like a number. Uh, I was numbering my episodes based on the actual movie review, and so I think I'd gone up to uh, episode 56. That would have been my last movie review but but in actuality this is my 82nd recorded episode so i've done a lot more than 56 50 56 is only related to the number of movie reviews so we'll see yeah we'll see how that maybe changes and how i start to number uh these episodes and whatnot but anyway um yeah okay like i said let's get into it no more <laughs> rambling here we go okay so with the caveat yeah i am going to be recapping. My experience for the two thousand eighteen film season, uh, in total, I was able to see seventy five films that debuted in two thousand eighteen. I I I mean I I saw a lot more than that, but out of those that were officially released in two thousand eighteen, I was able to see seventy five of them. Uh, For two thousand seventeen, I saw eighty three. So it's a little less than the previous year, uh, but that has actually a lot to do with. uh, kind of the the bombing of movie pass i'm sure many of you who are listening uh were probably subscribers to the movie pass um subscription service and unfortunately they kind of went down like uh, the titanic um and uh yeah just because i wasn't able to use movie pass as often as i would have liked Um, Yeah I just wasn't able to see as many movies but that's okay a good thing for streaming services like Amazon Prime Hulu and Netflix because a lot of those movies I was unable to see were ultimately released on streaming services and uh, yeah I was able to catch up kind of toward the end of the year and so um, one of the things I want to start out with though first is Let's talk about the movies that I was unable to see, specifically the ones that I know are going to carry a lot of weight through the award season. And you know, a lot of people are are probably you know if 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 they knew that I didn't see these movies, uh, I think they'd be more understanding of my top ten. You know, in terms of <laughs> not having too many disagreements. But anyway, you know, to each their own. In my opinion, has always been uh you know when it comes to movies and people's taste in movies it is wholly and completely subjective you know i, I think it it's it's very difficult to um to argue that That the quality of movie is is something objective, that there's some type of of standard that everybody can agree to and everybody thinks the same on in terms of the quality of movie. But anyway, okay, that's a total different tangent for another another episode. But yeah, let's talk about the movies I was unable to see and the ones that, again, are probably going to get a lot of recognition through the award circuits, uh, specifically coming up actually today, the Golden Globes. And then, uh, yeah, uh, just in a, uh, when is it a month or month or two from now? We'll, we'll get into the Oscars, but okay. So here are the movies I did not see. And so therefore they're not going to make any of my honorable mention list or my top 10. Okay. Uh, the first one of note is the hate you give, um, also vice. And yeah, you guys, Christian Bale, oh my gosh, I, I cannot wait to see this movie, and I am going to go see this movie, hopefully while it's still in theaters, um, but yeah, Christian Bale, he, that guy will transform his body into any role you can imagine, and Vice, <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, he added a few pounds to be able to play uh, his role in Vice, but uh, okay, so The Hate You Give, Vice, first man with uh, Ryan Gosling, on the basis of sex, which is the Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg Um um, kind of, a uh, biopic, um, instant family. I know this problem, well, that, that one's probably not going to get, uh, really a lot of love through the award season, but it, it rated really well on Rotten Tomatoes and, uh, yeah, I, I, I like Mark Wahlberg. So anyway, um, operation finale, Mary Queen of Scots, um, the old man and the gun, green book, beautiful boy and widows. Yeah. So those, those are just some that I was unable to see. I mean, gosh! I mean, you'd think 75 movies that I did see this this year, um, you know, should be enough for me to be able to make a a, a a legit top 10. And I I do feel like my list is fairly legitimate. I mean, I I, I like my list that I put together. But yeah, those are just some movies of note that I ha- still have been unable to see. Um, and so some that I know will end up being on some other people's top 10 list. But okay, how about how about let's go straight into our or my, my honorable mentions. And so these in no particular order, these were movies that I thought were so good and just quite didn't make the top 10. And again, in no particular order movies that I I've seen, some of them I've seen multiple times. Um, but yeah, some that I, I just, I just really, really loved. And so, uh, (laughs) I thought about doing an additional 10 honorable mentions. I, I, narrowed it down to nine, one for two reasons. I really didn't feel comfortable adding a 10th just to add a 10th for a uh, rounding sake. Um, but also when I post, um, my honorable mentions on social media, it's a lot easier to fit, uh, 10 or nine pictures into an Instagram picture than it is 10. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, that's one of the reasons why. Um, but anyway, um, so here are my honorable mentions again in no particular order. Okay, so first up is a movie called Thoroughbreds. This movie is directed by Corey Finley and it stars Olivia Cook and Anya Taylor Joy. This movie is quite a crazy story. Um, so it's, it's a thriller drama and it, it, it reminded me, it's kind of just like a modern day Alfred Hitchcock. Um, but the movie itself, it, it will take you on a wild ride. And, uh, yeah, I, I remember when I first saw it, I didn't really know what to think of it just cause I was just kind of in shock, like, uh, just at the end of the movie. But, uh, the more I thought about it, the more I let it sit, gosh, the more I really enjoyed this movie. Okay. So second up is Marvel's Avengers infinity war. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So look, like, I, I, I know some of you are probably thinking, Oh well, yeah, I, I, I'm a guy. I like superhero movies like all guys do, but Hey, you know what? Maybe it's true, (laughs) but I I really was impressed by this movie Um, directed by the Russo brothers. So Joe Russo and Anthony Russo, Um, this, this movie is kind of the culmination of 10 years in the making, you know, so all the different Marvel movies that have been released over this 10 year period has culminated into this single film. And the reason why I uh, Avengers Infinity War is actually on my honorable mention list uh, as opposed to, well, actually I should not I shouldn't give that away. That's going to be a spoiler. But anyway, I have it on here just because I think one of the things that is most impressive is what the Rousseau brothers were, were able to do is they were able, able to take so many different characters and able to meld them and and really have them shine uh, each individually um, in, in this single movie. And so, yeah, the movie, it's, it's quite long. It's, it's not like Lord of the Rings long, but it, it has you on your seat really most of the movie. And so I think that alone um, was just one of the things I was most impressed by. Yeah. Some of the characters are, you know, I, I know people say, you know, Captain America, Black Panther, they were neglected in the movie. And, and I do agree with that, but just, I, I, again, I think, I think what the Russo brothers were able to do in this movie was just fantastic. And so, and very much looking forward to the sequel that is coming out this coming April. Okay, uh, number three. Oh, again, I'm just uh, there are nine movies. This is in no particular order, so these are all honorable mentions, all movies I like. So yeah, number three, um, Mission Impossible: Fallout. Gosh, Tom Cruise, the Ageless Wonder. This guy, he looks the same as when he was 25. I'm pretty sure Tom Cruise is like 55 now. Um, but this this movie, Mission Impossible: Fallout, is is Probably one of the best Mission Impossible movies, if not the best uh, that has been released. Um, directed by Christ- uh, Christopher McQuarrie, I loved this movie. And one of the things that I can't emphasize enough, and and I'm sure most people already know, is that Tom Cruise does his own stunts. And so when you're watching the movie and you see everything that Tom Cruise is doing, it's all real, man. He he does not, you know. And I'm pretty sure I saw, I, I read something online. And feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure there was a stunt in the movie that Tom Cruise did do, and it resulted in him—he either broke his wrist or broke his ankle. I can't remember, but he did injure himself, and he still completed the movie. The dude is a machine, and uh, I just yeah, one of my favorite movies this year. Okay, next up, uh, this this movie I feel like has gone just completely under the radar. Uh, I've heard a few people talking about it, um, but. And and those that I did hear talk about it, I don't think too many people. Or at least those that I I kind of just heard talk about it, weren't that big of fans. But I was a huge fan of this movie. So this is a Netflix original movie. It's called Outlaw King. Um, it was directed by David Mackenzie, and it stars Chris Pine. This is a it's a biopic of um, Robert the Bruce. So anybody that's familiar with you know, the uh, uh, Mel Gibson Braveheart movie, you know, you, you'll see Robert the Bruce. He's, he is a character in the movie. Um, and he is an important character in the movie, but this, this is kind of, kind of the, I guess, more historically accurate movie as uh, in terms of what happened with Robert the Bruce and the fallout after, um, well, spoiler alert <laughs> after William Wallace's death. And I, I just, I don't know. I, I really like, uh, historical movies. I really like period pieces. I, I was very impressed by Chris Pine in this movie and really just how, how he and just the other actors were really able to, uh, pull you into this movie and pull you into the story. Um, but yeah, I, uh, again, outlaw King really enjoyed it. If you have a Netflix subscription, you can pull it up. It is rated R. So, uh, yeah, just FYI. Um, okay. Next up a quiet place. Oh my goodness. ha <laughs> Yeah, for any of you who did get to see this movie in theaters, it's probably one of the most unique theater experiences that you guys had. I know how mine was. Um, you know, other than the guy that was freaking eating, eating nachos right in front of me and just <laughs> could not be more loud. I made I made me and my wife we uh, uh we had to go get a different seat. But anyway, I, I have never been in a theater that was so silent, so absolutely silent. It was it was eerie and it was cool. And it really just accentuated the experience of, of seeing this movie. But, uh, yeah, so it's directed by John Krasinski, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt are the stars and they are also married. And so for, I know I I had read a couple articles where John just talks about his experience with, you know, uh, working with his wife and making this movie for, for him and his wife. And, uh, I, I, I mean, gosh, Please, please, John, you and Emily, do more movies together. I loved this movie. It was so good. Um, and yeah, it, again, just one of the most unique theater, uh, theater experiences that I've ever had. And uh, for that reason alone, this movie makes my honorable mention. Um, and very close, very close to making my top 10. This was the one that I really, really struggled on leaving out of my top 10. Um, but yeah, once once we get into the top 10, we will we'll talk more about that okay um this one was kind of out of left field i don't don't know if too many people anticipated on this movie being such a hit and uh, how much love it did get uh, but crazy rich asians uh, directed by john m chu and uh, starred constance Wu, henry golding michelle yo jimma chan lisa lu lots of other people but my goodness what a fantastic and heartwarming movie Uh, This is this is one of those kind of movies, just one of those romantic comedies that, you know, you're going to want to own. And it's going to be one of those movies you can just watch over and over and over again. But Crazy Rich Asians, uh, great movie. Okay, (laughs) this next movie, we actually just rewatched this. Um, I had not seen it since in theaters and uh, I had my sister and her husband sit down and watch this movie with us uh, just a couple nights ago. But game night oh my goodness probably the funniest movie that came out this year (laughs) game night stars jason bateman rachel mcadams and it is from start to finish a crazy hilarious wild ride i love this movie it was so good um if any of you have not seen it i could not recommend this movie more it is such just a romp it's so much fun um but yeah that's game night okay um second to last uh this is oh yeah um isle of dogs so i'm not sure if many of you are going to agree with me but wes anderson has a knack of of creating the most stylistic and most recognizable films in terms of just his style and how he he films and and just the character narrations i was so impressed with this movie it's maybe not my favorite wes anderson film But regardless, I thought this movie was very good. Um, I I can already hear some. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I I know. I know uh, the formal review. He's not going to agree with me. But anyway, yeah, Wes Anderson, I I could not have been more impressed. It was a good movie. Um, Definitely recommend it. And now let's round up the last movie on my honorable mention list. And that is one that you, most likely not many of you, if any of you, have heard. Um, and we did do a film film review on this. And I was very, very lucky to have been able to interview the director of this movie, uh, Jameson Brooks. But this movie is called Bomb City. This is a biopic and one that I had never heard of in terms of the story and what had actually happened. Um, but yeah, Bomb City, it, it's the story of... Uh, ...of uh, Brian Deneke and the tragic event that occurred in Amarillo, Texas back in uh, the late 90s. But my goodness, Jameson Brooks, this was his first movie that he had ever directed. This was a passion project of his, and I, I, I could not have been more impressed with this film from the acting to the sets to the cinematography to the to the soundtrack oh the soundtrack itself is what really really helped accentuate the emotion of this movie but um it it's on it's on demand I, i think it's on amazon prime um i know you can buy it on itunes i did and yeah if if you guys have not heard of bomb city uh or if you haven't even seen it yet Please go check it out. Yeah, just fantastic movie. Okay, that is my honorable mention list. I'll run through that one more time. We have uh, Thoroughbreds, Avengers Infinity War, Mission Impossible Fallout, Outlaw King, A Quiet Place, Crazy Rich Asians, Game Night, Isle of Dogs, Bomb City. Alright, so what I want to do now is talk about some of the movies that you guys are probably going to be somewhat critical of me in terms of what I left off. And these are movies that are not going to be on my top ten, and they are not my honorable mentions. It's not that I didn't like them; I just could not be honest with myself and put them on a list that I just, I just didn't think were as des- was as de- they were not as deserving as these other movies that are going to be in my top ten. But here are some movies that I know are probably going to get some mentions through the award circuit, and uh, for people who definitely consider themselves more avid film fans or movie buffs, or film critics, or whatever you want to call it, these are probably going to be on their list. Unfortunately, they did not make mine. Um, Okay, Uh, Hearts Beat Loud. I like that movie. I thought it was good, and I thought the uh, the song that was written for that movie was outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. I thought it was a good movie, Um, but again, one that wasn't, at least for me, very memorable. Okay, i know i'm gonna get some flack for this but the here i'm just gonna run through this real quick um you were never really here first reformed eighth grade hereditary and leave no trace i i I saw these movies because i knew people were gonna rave about them and had been raving about them and i just i don't know i just didn't love them out of all of these i think eighth grade and leave no trace were the best um, and once I'll probably go back and rewatch at some point, but in terms of just the movies that, that resonated the most with me and that I thought were the best movies, um, were on the, my honorable mention list and are going to be my top 10. Unfortunately, these movies were not okay. All right. Now the moment we have all been waiting for number 10. Okay. So number 10, I, I kind of struggled on where to put this movie just because it is a documentary and I I, I don't know how, how I felt about including documentaries on my top 10 list. I mean, yes, it is a movie, but it's also kind of in its own very specific, unique category in terms of documentary. But this movie was so good. I just, I, I could not leave it off my top 10 list. So coming in at number 10 is... Won't you be my neighbor? Yes, the documentary uh, about Fred Rogers and the life of Mr. Rogers. Oh my goodness, what a tearjerker! I think both me and my wife were were definitely crying <laughs> in theaters when when we saw this movie. Such a good movie. Uh, listen, if you haven't seen this, you've got to go see this movie. It's definitely worth seeing. It's definitely worth owning. Um, I I could not I could not have been more impressed with uh, just how the documentary was um, was put together the interviews within the documentary of Fred's wife and his children um, those that he worked with for years and years on you know onset um, but uh yeah just great great movie so that is number 10 won't you be my neighbor coming in at number nine is Creed 2 directed by Stephen cable jr um, starring Michael B Jordan um, Tessa Thompson and Sylvester Stallone. Oh my goodness, you guys. I okay, Creed the first Creed that came out just a couple years ago. I loved that movie. I thought that was so well done. And probably in terms of, um, you know, the Rocky movie installments, um, just because you know they they all connect, they're all a part of the same universe. You know, Rocky is Rocky in it, etc. Um, a Creed the first Creed is probably it was probably the best uh Rocky film since the first one. It was fantastic. And so there were big shoes to fill when coming in with this sequel, um, especially since uh, there was a director change and and Ryan Coogler was no longer going to be directing uh, Creed 2. Uh, that that was that was by his choice. But yeah, so anyway, I, I mean, to follow up with with the first Creed Creed 2 definitely had big shoes to fill and boy, did they fill them uh the the story and the acting is really what stands out and the reason why this is on my top 10 Uh, but yeah creed 2 so very impressed with this film um and yeah coming in at number nine creed 2 okay number eight incredibles 2 ah it's it's very rare that a sequel ends up being better than the original and for me that was the case for incredibles 2 Incredibles 2 took a fantastic story already in Incredibles 1 and absolutely just nailed it out of the park. It, I I was so, so pleased with how Incredibles 2 turned out. Um, and I think, I think what you guys are going to find out, uh, at least for my top 10, there's going to be kind of a theme in terms of family movies. Um, making this list, this is not this is not the first, and it's not well. I guess yeah. Won't you be my neighbor? That could be a family movie, but it's definitely not the last. But Incredibles 2, Incredibles 2 really was a great family movie, and one that is going to be enjoyed by kids and adults alike. And uh, yeah, I just you know I think it was 14 years from the time that the original debuted till the sequel, and Pixar really I mean Pixar just just home run with this with Incredibles 2. Um, and I, I think what it did in terms of also its box office success is it submitted the 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 definite, um, definite creation and production of a sequel. So I, I will not be surprised once we hear the announcement that there is going to be an Incredibles 3. And I hope that there is because, gosh, Incredibles 2 was so good. Okay, if there is any movie on my top 10 list that I think is going to receive the most criticism, it's probably this one. Um, but there is no way I was going to leave this movie off because, oh my gosh, I loved it. I loved it. And I thought it was so freaking good, but yeah, so coming in at number seven is Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, (laughs) I can hear you guys now. No, no. But yes, yes. Bohemian Rhapsody was that good, Uh, but really, really what, what carried this movie and the reason why I cannot leave it off my top 10 list is Rami Malik. My goodness, he could not have been there. There really could not have been a better choice to play Freddie Mercury. Rami Malik was superb in Bohemian Rhapsody. I, I mean, he he's the star of the movie. He carries the movie. Th- this movie is great because of him. Um, but yeah uh, Bohemian Rhapsody it just it, it covers the story uh, the story sorry of uh, Freddie Mercury and the band Queen and but really focuses on Freddie Mercury's life and his personal life and just kind of his own personal struggles but holy cow this movie was a it was it was a rock show from from start to finish it was such a great movie and uh, just one one that I will rewatch over and over again uh, kudos, big kudos to everyone that went into making this movie. I I thought they did a great service to Freddie Mercury and really portraying him in an honest, uh, and truthful way, at least the best that they could. And, and I just, I thought it was great. I really did. And yeah, I, I do not regret putting Bohemian Rhapsody on my list and coming in at number seven. Okay. Number six, number six. Um, this is the one that I think I struggled the most on where to put it, um, just because I, 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 think it easily, easily could have been in the top three. Um, but yeah, when I just, uh, when it came down to it, I, I this is, yeah, this is where I had to, to put this movie, but coming in at number six is Roma. Uh, this movie is going to be up for best picture, at, in almost every single award circuit, especially at the Oscars. It's going to get a best picture nomination, um, but this is this is the Netflix movie that everybody's been raving about since the moment that it was announced. It's a black and white movie that uh, is set in the 19 early 1970s Mexico about um, just about a nanny of a middle class family um, and and just her experience in the in the day to day life of what she goes through and experiences as as a nanny. And I halfway through the movie, I was kind of skeptical. I didn't really um I, I wasn't buying all the hype but holy cow the end of the second act and all the way through the third this movie will leave you just uh, oh it, it it will destroy you it really will uh, but in in so many good ways though I, it's not uh, sorry I, I i need to choose my words more carefully but uh it will take you on an emotional roller coaster ride and yeah you're going to feel the highest of highs and lowest of lows and it is a wonderful movie um so that that's Roma uh at number six okay we are now in my top five and again you guys it was really hard trying to rank these I I think rankings themselves are kind of pointless anyway just because i loved all of these movies so trying to pick oh well which one did i love more than the other and for which reasons it it, it's extremely difficult and really i'm only second guessing myself the entire time i'm making my list but uh, (laughs) but this is my top five list coming in at number five is uh, arguably one of the best movies of the year uh, it's definitely going to be up again for Best Picture nominations, and one that I was fully impressed with. Uh, this is the Spike Lee joint, *Black Klansman*. Wow, 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 wow! Gosh, uh, I really can't think of a more um, just of any recent movie that I've seen that that I felt like um, really opened my eyes to things that. Um, that I was, you know, I thought maybe I was aware of before, but after watching this movie, I knew, I knew I was totally unaware. Uh, Black Klansman, it it shows, it's somewhat, I mean, it is a historical fiction movie. I guess you can call it a biopic. It is based on the the book written by um, the, well, the real person who, who the movie is about, Ron Stallworth. Um, so he wrote his, his kind of memoir also called black Klansmen. but the, you know, the movie does take some liberties to showing things that are uh, somewhat fictional throughout, uh, but still, uh, what a great movie. Um, I, for, for anyone really who, who is looking for just, it, I mean, it, it, I guess it could be considered a comedy too, but it, it is, it is a, a police drama mixed in with comedy and, it is a fantastic movie. Such a great movie. Um, again, I, I'm not really going into detail about each of these movies just because it, it would take forever and this podcast would be so long. Um, but yeah, just know Black Klansman, one of my most favorite movies that came out this year. Um, and yeah, um, I could not recommend it more. Okay, so that's number five, Black Klansmen. Number four. Um, oh my gosh, you guys. I I don't think that there are more perfect family movies than the one that I'm about to mention. So Paddington 2, and I'm also going to throw in just the first Paddington, I think it came out in 2014, but you guys, these are the, these are gold standards for family movies. Paddington 2 has got to be the most charming and heartfelt movie that anybody could ever see. I was so, so impressed with Paddington 2. Oh my gosh, it was so good. It was so good uh really it's the story that carries it um but but the acting uh the the sets uh, the style of how the movie is filmed it has a very Wes Anderson vibe about it but it is seriously in my opinion it is the perfect family movie Paddington 2 was so great I'm so happy I, I I watched it so happy I bought it got it on Black Friday owner of this fantastic movie it's a five out of five stars absolutely Um, Paddington 2 directed by Paul King also starring Sally Hawkins and Hugh Grant you guys this is such a fantastic movie if you haven't seen Paddington 2 yet go see it if you haven't seen the first Paddington watch that one and then watch Paddington 2 it is it it is a great movie and it, it really earned its spot on my top 10 list Um, specifically in the top five so paddington coming in number four paddington two okay top three guys here we go these are my top three films of 2018 number three a star is born starring bradley cooper and lady gaga also directed by bradley cooper uh, this movie also will, it's going to be at the top of everybody's uh, movie of the year list. You're going to see it at the Golden Globes. You're going to see it at the Oscars. Um, and it's very, very likely uh, to win some of these awards. Um, but, oh my gosh, you guys, talking about <laughs> talk about a movie that's really just going to punch you in the gut. This is that movie. You know, not every movie needs to be, you know, a happy ending Disney type movie. Uh, there are movies that are just meant to take you just through through just all all the feels, all your emotions. You're you're just going to feel everything throughout this movie. And um, and for this being Lady Gaga's really first, you know, really her first film. Oh, my gosh. If she if she comes up nominated for best actress or best supporting actress i i guess she would be she would be the lead in this movie but in either way holy cow she could not have been better she was so great and her chemistry with bradley cooper on this movie was was very 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 good um and bradley cooper the gosh the guy the guy has a voice he can sing he legitimately can sing and i mean i I could continue to go on and on and praise this movie but uh but yeah, for those of you who've seen it, I'm sure you're probably happy to see that it is on my top 10, but yeah, coming in at number 3, A Star Is Born. Okay. Number 2. Number 2, and I'm probably going to take some heat for this one. That's fine. I mean, I'm going to take a heat some heat for my entire list right here, but oh, uh, this this is probably the most surprising film of the year for me in terms of how much I enjoyed this movie. I, and I cannot wait to go back and watch it. Um, but oh, you guys, the the Cohen brothers—they did it again. They did it again. So Joel, Co- uh, Joel Cohen and Ethan Cohen—they wrote and directed this movie, um, "The Ballad of Buster Scruggs." <laughs> oh, you guys, and yeah, it's it's a Netflix movie. If you have Netflix, go watch this right now. This movie is phenomenal. So the Coen Brothers, these guys, they have really put out some great movies over the years. Um, no Country for Old Men, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Really, those are just some to, na- uh, to name a few. But the Ballad of Buster Scruggs is up there with some of their best movies. I love this movie, and and really, you could say movies because it's a collection of short stories all throughout. I think in total there are six, maybe seven movies, uh, just you know, packed into one. Um, but it's it's a western movie. It is just, oh, just—it's so great. It is so great. The stories, the characterization, uh, how really how each of these stories kind of plays out. They're each different. You're gonna laugh. You're gonna cry. You're gonna just gonna—you're gonna cringe at some. But really, that's one of the things that I'm—I'm I'm looking in 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 terms of my you know the movies that I'm gonna include on on my top 10 list. I, I want movies that really just take you. Uh, just on a ride I, I want you to be able to feel you know i, I want i just want the, kind of those impactful emotions whether happy or sad or or whatever it is and and the ballad of buster scruggs will do that you will laugh and you will cry and it is such a good movie okay so uh let's let's uh, kind of recap right now um starting with number 10 and this yeah we're just going to recap before i give my uh my top film of the year um, so coming in at number 10 was Won't You Be My Neighbor. Number nine was Creed 2. Number eight was Incredibles 2. Um, yeah, kind of a, gosh, we got a sequel thing going in my top 10. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody uh, was number seven. Roma is number six. Black Klansman, number five. Paddington 2, number four. A Star is Born, number three. And The Ballad of Buster Scruggs is number two. All right, everyone. The moment that you all have been waiting for. My top film of 2018 goes to Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Oh my goodness, you guys. In in the world and age that we live in where the, you know, superhero movies are a dime a dozen now, and it feels like that they're coming out every single month, you would kind of feel like this genre is Totally saturated, especially with Spider Man movies. We got three Spider Man movies from Tobey Maguire, we got two from Andrew Garfield, and now we have, well, I mean, uh, you have Tom Holland who had his own movie, but he's also been in two other Avenger movies. And so you kind of feel like, wow, there's a lot of Spider Man movies, there's a lot of superhero movies. How on earth could I put a superhero movie? in the top 10. Uh, well, not just the top 10, but my number one, and especially an animated feature, an animated feature making my number one choice is, yeah, I, it seems surprising. But for anyone who has seen this movie, I, I think you know what I am talking about. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse has got to be, it, it's one of the best animated films ever made. The the style itself, I think, really, I think it's going to inspire a lot of copycats, but in, in a good way. I think it's going to inspire... Just a, a, a whole slew of different uh, comic book movies and how comic book movies are made. And that animated features are going to be, uh, they're just going to become much more common instead of, instead of live action. I, I think that's what Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse was able to do. And uh, you know how I said Paddington 2 was a perfect family movie. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is right up there in terms of perfection of what I want to see in a family movie. It's right at PG. It's got everything that's going to keep adults and children not just entertained, but fully engaged into the story and into the plot and what is happening to the characters, why the characters, you know, are doing what they're doing, why you care about these characters. And, oh, my gosh, you guys, everything about this movie was so perfect. I... I loved this movie. This is I, this was my gift to my nephews. My brother and I, we took my three nephews to go see uh, this movie. And that was their Christmas gift. And I seriously just walked away from this movie with the biggest smile on my face. I cannot wait to own this movie. I've already purchased and downloaded the soundtrack. The soundtrack is perfect for the movie. I cannot praise this movie enough oh my gosh you guys spider-man into the spider-verse makes my number one uh, movie of the year for 2018 and that is my list i hope you guys (laughs) i hope you guys can can agree on some of these films at least uh, i'm sure that, yeah i'm sure a lot of you're going to probably disagree with what i have on here but uh but that's that's my top 10 list um i would love to hear what you guys think I, I, if you agree or don't agree i would love to hear what your your top 10 uh movies of the year were um again you know i didn't get to see every movie um there are definitely a lot that i i was unable to see but 75 films i feel like with the 75 films that i i did see that debuted in 2018 uh, these 10 were the best. So, uh, yeah, you guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for downloading today's podcast and for re-engaging with Backseat Directors. It's been a while. And, uh, I, and I, I, you know, <laughs> I'm just, I'm excited to be doing this. I'm happy to be doing this. And, and I hope you guys just enjoyed the podcast. I hope you guys continue and stay subscribed to Backseat Directors. If you unsubscribe, that's fine. You can come back and find us again. Uh, We're we're on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play. We're on Stitcher. We're on Podbean. Really, any other podcast outlet that you subscribe to, you're likely going to be able to find Backseat Directors. Uh, Follow us on social media. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Just search at The Beaty Podcast. But again, you guys, thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Can't wait to talk movies with you guys throughout the, this coming year in 2019. Hope you guys had a great holiday season and I hope uh, hope you guys are looking forward to 2019 as much as I am. Um, but again, you guys, thanks so much for listening and uh, we'll see you next week at the movies. The Backseat Director's theme song is Let's Go to the Movies by Ozo Motley. You can find the album Ozo Motley Presents Ozo Kids and all of their other music on iTunes. Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The BD Podcast. Go? Yeah. Let's go to the it's movie day, yeah, the time has come. Types of movies we can all choose from. There's action, adventure, animation, and comedy. There's sci fi and westerns and classics, documentaries. Uh, so many options, so much variety. There's a perfect movie for you and him and her and me. Uh. So find your seat in the perfect row. Sit back, relax. Pick up your feet and turn off your phone